Welcome, Red Sox Nation. I just got back from the Red Sox locker room, but Ben, I swear I'm not contagious, all right? <laughs> this is Dodgers Rap 360. Oh, I think I got flab on the- You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> and it's going to be smooth sailing every time that guy takes the bump. Apparently. Ooh. Apparently. I'll tell you what. I mean, I was thinking, all right, maybe he's going to have a little adjust to Boston time. You know, like kind of Price had and Porcello had before him and then turn it on. Now I no longer think that. I think that slider is so filthy that that will just take away any type of adjustment period. Completely locked in. Absolutely. Locked in. He's yep. filthy, dude. Three plus pitches. I mean, that fastball, that change, that slider, ridiculous. Feeling pretty good about it right now. I mean, back to back Cy Young is for the Red Sox. That's what <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I don't mind saying so myself. <laughs> Woof. Gangs, thanks for dropping in with us. Ooh. For Ben Fay, I'm Mike Conley. This is our weekly roller discussion of all things Red Sox, Red Sox Rap 360. Hey, Ben, why don't you tell the people how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can hit me up on Twitter at Benny Frickin' Jam. And uh, you can tell us what we got wrong, what we got right. Or you can just tell us uh, what you liked us talking about or want to talk about next week. Exactly. Yeah, if you want to steer our relevant discussion in a certain direction, hit up Benny Freaking Jam on his Twitter, or you can hit us up uh, if you're following us live on the YouTube chat room and hit us up. If you listen to us during the week, us popping in with us during the week on YouTube or After Buzz, hit us up in the comment section. Let us know what you'd like to see on the show other than Mike Conley rambling for about 42 minutes. Because <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to see that. Woo! Oh, man. Uh, so... Salvaging a little bit of the Detroit series. Sunday, the Sox, nice comeback win, 7-5. Let me ask you this question, just jumping around earlier in the week. Uh, is Has Pablo Sandoval found his way into your heart with that one home run? He did. I was going crazy, and I and I think uh, you know the rest of Red Sox Nation was as well. It's finally nice to see this guy who... You know, we really didn't even get to see that much of him last year, just a couple weeks. And, you know, he went down with the uh, with the injury uh, even before that. really didn't look good. He's trimmed down a lot. And was that the injury to his belt? I don't it, what I don't even remember what the injury was, honestly. I really think what it was, was it? I think it was it might have been a shoulder impediment because it was just like general fatness, <laughs> but they just couldn't say that. So I think they came up with the mystery one and then he ended up getting hurt anyways. Yeah, but he he looks trim. Um I mean, definitely swinging the bat well. I mean, that was a that was an opposite field bomb. So he got a, he got a hold of that one, and uh, yeah, I think he looks pretty good. Although I mean, he did have two errors this week. Oof. So you know, the third base is. I was hoping he, I was hoping he can keep it under fifteen errors this year. That's what I said last week. So he's not off on a good start. He's not not a good start. But again, he did have a, a whole year off there, so maybe like a little pre. Uh, right now, it's like a forty-eight jittery. error pace. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Not good. No, no. no. So um, and you know the. the the stories of him withering away to nothing are uh, slightly exaggerated. I mean, he's probably closer to 15 pounds lighter than 50, you know? Yeah, I mean, like... Probably sta- in that 20 range, maybe. But still, you know, stand him next to Sandy Leon, and, and I think they're pretty comparable. 
man, everybody pales in comparison when they're standing <laughs> beside Sandy Leone. This guy. Talk about a guy. Talk about somebody getting Wally pipped. I mean, you really, I mean, it isn't really a Wally pipped situation, but like all we've been hearing, like, go back like a year and a half and go back a year and a half from there. Like, that year and a half was all about. How incredible Swihart is. And this Vasquez kid is, oh, he's he's Benito Santiago reincarnated. You know, R- Pudge Rodriguez. You know, reincarnated. I, I, I find it tough to call Pudge Rodriguez Pudge. Just, to, you know, but anyways. Uh, Ivan Rodriguez, you know. and um, But now, this guy, because of injury, you know, got his foot in the door. And he's never living, leaving. I mean, yeah, he's cranking it. I think he's at like four thirty-eight right now for the for the early season. I mean, it is early, but yeah, that's just, this is exactly the same kind of start he got off to last year. I remember last year he started twenty for forty. You had him on Ted Williams' watch. I mean, he was May last he was year. crushing it last year. Um, slowed down a little bit toward the end of the season, but I mean, look, hey, if we can get a hot start out of him, that's great because you know we uh, we definitely need it. We have a big gap to fill, missing out on the big father himself. The large father. The large father. So yeah, it's a big gap to fill. It's nice to see that we uh, we have somebody who's kind of who's kind of taking that role for us. Oh, you're putting that on uh, Sandy Leone. I like it. I mean, no, it's a group effort. It's yeah, group it's effort. exactly. I no mean, if, you know, this week it'll be Sandy. You know, next week it could be Xander when he comes back from bereavement. Um, you know, we'll we'll have to take it where we get it. Yeah, so I think Xander uh, is due back Sunday night, so could be with the club on Monday in this odd wraparound series in Detroit, even though Monday's not a holiday. For some reason, they're playing a day game there. Asked my friend who works in Detroit Sports News, and he was saying that it's all Illich is doing. He's been doing it for like 25 years. He tries to get those people... He's assuming that like the Pistons and the you know or mainly the Red Wings is the Illich on the Red Wings as well are going to be in the playoffs. Mm. How pompous is that? This mm. is the first year they don't make it. It's like taste it in like twenty six years or something. But he wants them to come down, get their money for the the baseball game, have them stay for the hockey game, get their money double time. So yeah, I mean well, I, that's why it. he was a businessman, made a lot of money, he was <laughs> yeah. able to buy sports teams. Yeah, I right. mean, who am I to argue? Uh, but anyways. Uh, so oddly enough, and if you happen to be in the Detroit area, or even if you're a Red Sox fan and you haven't caught a game this year, shame on you, but make Monday the first sick pitching matchup. Chris Sale goes for his second start, Justin Verlander. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Let's talk about that in a little while. Let's talk about this past week and the fact that the Red Sox, despite being ravaged by influenza, have got their way to a winning week to this point. Yeah, I mean, it was a great game today. I mean, we, we were kind of a two-game skid like you talked about, and we had a nice come-from-behind victory today. Uh, you know, Porcillo, again, he gets, his, he gets his second start of the week. Um, he had eight Ks today. He had 11 hits, which was a lot. But, again, I mean, we, we kind of know that when, when Porcillo's on the mound that he's pitching for contact. Uh, so he kept us in the game when we needed him to. And we had uh, we had a couple big innings there late in the game and, and got some runs on the board when we needed them. Yeah, and that's a sign of like really, and he's kind of moving forward on getting that kind of ace moniker. You know, I mean, obviously the guy's a Cy Young winner now. 
You know, so his the expectation level was a little high for him. And, you know, that's what you expect, like, when you, you, your stud doesn't have his best stuff. Like, today, uh, I know Jerry was saying during the telecast that it seemed like he was relying on his curveball because that's the one pitch he was trusting. You know, and when you don't have your best stuff to be able to battle and keep your team in the game. You know, so he almost had a chance to win with the Sox pulling out of the end. But Matt Bonds was great out of the bullpen. Him just coming back from bereavement Absolutely. as well. Yep. So, I mean, how many guys were struck down with the flu this week? I mean, this recently in the Detroit series, Hanram didn't even make the trip, right? Yep. So, Hanram's going to be, from what I've heard, he got hit really hard. So, he's probably looking at maybe Tuesday coming back. Right. Um, they were saying he was just, like, up and out of bed for, you know, just a little bit today. So, uh, you know, he, he might be coming back a little slow. We also had uh, Joe Kelly, who's on flu watch. Um, we have Robbie Ross on flu watch. We yeah, have got we got Dave O'Brien on flu Dave watch. Dave O'Brien goes <laughs> down. Tom Karen has to call the come in from the pen in Watertown and call yeah. the game. Yeah, Where that was crazy. Yeah, was I wonder it? if they've ever done that before. They were saying they didn't. I was, you know, kind of impressed with how well Remy kind of rolled with it. Pretty seamless, you know? right? Until they mentioned it. I didn't even really notice that it was not Dave O'Brien doing right, it, right? Right, right? And then they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm sitting here in the studio in <laughs> in Boston with like 20 books in front of me." <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was crazy. That was awesome. Um, so yeah, him. Uh, they, those guys are all on flu watch. I feel like I'm missing Mookie Betts. Mookie, that's right. Just Mookie. getting back today. Yeah, so he was he was available to pinch hit yesterday, but I don't I don't think that they put him in yesterday, did they? Um, I think he just sat. I think he just sat on the sidelines. I think, I think he was. Right. Just in I the, saw him with a bat in the ninth, but I don't think he got in there. Okay. Um, Porcello, you know, and it seems like the runs came around a little bit late for him last year. I mean, excuse me, um, this start on Sunday, mm-hmm. but uh, he they, the bats did come around for him on Monday, and he was able to get the win in that one, and that's kind of like a following through of what happened last year last year he, he led the, the league in run support so yeah. for some reason they like to score runs for ricky p that's a pretty nice trait to have if you're a pitcher well and the, the other thing was you know today we had uh we had four innings where we scored runs but for the four games previous to today we actually only had four innings where we scored runs in all four of those games combined. So today was also a big breakout day for the bats as well. We had that weird streak where we were only scoring one inning a game. It was it was kind of weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially when like on opening day, you know, you got you got uh, such a good feeling with eight out of the nine starters getting in the hit column. You know, you were like, all right, this is what we we got to get back to. But then you know, people started falling out. Well, you know, Bogey went on, on the bereavement, and then any idea what's up with it? I mean, I assume it's a death in the family, but I don't know. Uh, That's um, the kind of type of in-depth uh, investigative reporting you get here on a weekly <laughs> basis on Sunday nights here at the AfterBuzz Studios with Red Sox Rap 360. Coming at you about 10 minutes past 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday night, so check us out. Check us out during the week. Hop on the uh, YouTube chat room with us if you're listening now. If you listen during the week, hit us up in the comment section. Oh, yeah. So, Ben, another guy uh, kind of newbie uh, this season who you, you were just in my ear about <laughs> yeah. after the first series. And, you know, you were just ready to run him out of town. Old Mitchie Mullen started coming around with the bat a little bit here in this series, though. Literally... 
was not getting any hits. And then as soon as I messaged you and said, this guy is a bum, Boom. all of a sudden like he turns around like three doubles now. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, he's swinging the bat well. I mean, look, he started off. That's the Ben Fay bump, we'll call that. <laughs> that, that a little is. different than the Colbert bump. Yeah. But the Ben Fay bump, I like yeah. it. And then I tried to trash Chris Young at the end of the game, hoping that he would pull through for us, but it didn't end up happening. Oh, keep at um, it. Keep at it. But he also is le- uh, Moreland's leading the league, uh, leading the team in strikeouts. So that's uh, not great. Um, you know, he's gotten some some clutch hits though in the past couple games. So yeah. we'll give him a pass for this first week. Maybe he just had the uh, the jitters. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's getting a little more work than he was probably bargaining for over there, you know, with Hanram not being healthy because that was looking like more of a platoon situation to him, you know, going to be in the heavy side of the platoon. But uh, Hanram was probably going to play first uh, against lefties and probably put Chris Young in the DH hole unless they want to give one of the youngsters a day off in the outfield on those and then they'll probably do a rotation thing in the DH hole. But uh, that was the plan. But like you say, Hanram had that shoulder stuff, and now he's got the flu. So Mitch Mullen. But at least he's like he won the Gold Glove last year, so, right? And has been playing some pretty good defense, and hasn't been talented too much down there. But it's good to see. It is, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Red Sox um, use all those different guys in those positions. Because you know, of course, we have Mitch Moreland in there. Um, we've got Hanram who. Is going to be DHing and maybe subbing in and out. I also, Steve Selsky. Steve Selsky's in the mix, too. Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve Selsky. Selsky sells seashells in center field. From Cincinnati. Were you, were you, were you <laughs> a little puzzled? I mean, it was to see Steve Selsky in center field. You know, maybe I'm just racist against white dudes, but. And when they play uh, athletics, but <laughs> he's your best center field option. I mean, uh, yeah. Chris Young used to play center field for a number of years, and he's mm. in the DH hole mm. and not Steve Selsky. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Found that interesting. You know, I, I got to think Mookie Betts over there is probably a better option, but right field in Fenway is tough to play. Well, well, it was in Detroit, so expansive outfield nonetheless, but it was kind of odd to see Steve Selsky out of there instead of a veteran presence like Chris Young, who's played a lot of center field in his day. Now, is it also possible that we could have uh, Mr. Sandy Leone as a pinch uh, as a designated hitter at some points during the season when when we're ready to give Vasquez and uh, Swihart a couple extra reps? I mean, maybe if you're going to get in a situation where Swihart's up with the team, then yeah. But a lot of teams kind of shy away from doing that because then if something happens to your catcher. And your DH has to go into catch, you lose the DH. Right. So that's why you kind of stay away from that. But yeah, I mean, if Sandy keeps hitting the way he does, I mean, there's no way you can kind of keep him on a line, even when you want to give him a day off, even when Eduardo Rodriguez is out there and Vasquez is his personal catcher. Man, if Sandy's raking. He's still got to be available, at least as a pinch hitter or something, right? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely as a pinch hitter, but. Well, the other guy that uh, that you guys didn't mention last week, and I was really upset about because oh, this is my my homie, my IU alum homie, Sam Travis, who we actually didn't get to talk about a lot last year because he went down with the ACL. He did. But this is a this is a really young guy. He was teammates with Schwarber at IU, and they used to rake. Um, they actually got IU to the World Series. I'm not sure if they won it. I don't think they did. But that year. Actually, Sam Travis was the one who was getting a lot of the the accolades. Mm. Um, so, like Big Ten Player of the Year, so stuff you're like that. So, tell me, he's better than Schwaber. 
according to his college career, if you look at their college stats, Sam Travis is a better baseball player. Well, we are, we're three years removed from that. So, yeah. so anyways, three years. he's a first baseman as well. Um, we could we could definitely see him coming up at some point during the season. Um, I've got my eye on him. That was kind of what I, you know, I was yeah. talking to you. I was like, ah, I think Moreland's more of like a, a gap until Sam Travis is ready. But eh, he's maybe he's going to prove me wrong. No, I mean, it's true. He only got a one-year deal. Yeah. So I think the key is really not trying to rush through Sam Travis. I mean, he only had like you know six weeks of AAA ball under his belt before he got hurt or something yeah. like that. So I think to see him for a full year at AAA and see what he's got at that level is a good thing. He's still the youngest player, I believe, on the team at AAA. So... Yeah. Um, and you know, so you got time in that regard, um, and you know he can go back to his college teammate there, and you know find out the, you know, little picadillos and get some advice on coming back from an ACL injury. That's right. Schwarber was obviously able to do it uh, for the tail end of last year, and then in the playoffs. So, uh, but I also don't think there's really a rush on that to rush him. They want yeah. him to get back healthy. And not have him think like, okay, you got, we need you in the show this year. So, and you know, when you look at a guy like David Departing, it's like obviously you're not going to be able to replace that bat, really. Uh, so, what do you do? You try and upgrade the the defense in yep. that scenario. So, with more when Mullen's playing first and Hanram is DHing, we're better defensively in, the, in that scenario. So, um, with the rain out, uh, so Pittsburgh oh, very odd to start with that interleague game. Uh, it's really just kind of just Weird. took me out of the whole thing, you know. Like yeah. it was. Why did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. They end, I believe, in a league too. Huh. Um, or maybe they end with the Astros, and I keep thinking they're in the National League. Um, but yeah, very odd. But so with the rain out, they were only get two in there. So that's a sweep. Woo! Yeah. We just got to keep one win series, win series, win series. Obviously, we're not going to win this Detroit series, but the four game set, if we can play it two and two. At their home field, you you got to feel good about that. Yep. Um, so that'll be coming to a close on Monday, and then what do we got? Baltimore in for a two game set, and then I think we're gonna do the postponed the makeup Pirates game. game on Thursday. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So they'll make that up right away. That was supposed to be an off day. So now the this is kind of an interesting, a tough stretch of the schedule right out of the gate here. With them losing that off day, they're now in a stretch of thirty games in thirty one days. So Oof. it's like no rest for the wicked. We're gonna see if that uh that Drew Pomerantz's shoulder's ready to go. Jeez, yeah. You know, he's gonna have to be in the rotation. Now and like Here's something I was thinking the other day as I watched Eduardo Rodriguez not efficiently pitch in that game. Yep. What about, I mean, when Price comes back, we're thinking early May, mid-May, he's throwing. Okay. He's supposed to have a bullpen tomorrow. He's been throwing, they say, off the bump, but not really downhill. Yeah. Just playing catch, just to get used to it. So I'm, I'm putting him out of my mind for the most part. Until May 1st. And then I'm going to be clamoring, where is this guy? Mm-hmm. But say he comes back and Erod doesn't wow, is it Erod to the pen? And if it is Erod to the pen and nobody has claimed to that eighth inning role, like I'm going to be the guy here, and Erod shows a proclivity for being able to do that, would you leave him in the pen for the season? I mean, I pro- you probably wouldn't have that luxury because if another starter goes down, it's probably him again. Yeah. But- if he's proved to be lights out and they rip off, you know, 10 straight games and six of those games are saved by Craig Kimbrell with Erod setting them up. I go. mean, it's like, 
You start getting in that situation. Matt Barnes becomes a shutdown seven inning guy. Right, right. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're the, you're the 2014 Kansas City Royals. <clears throat> well, and you know, we we thought our bullpen was going to be a little shaky, and and for for the one game, and on, it is. Well, I think we did okay this week, actually, the bullpen wise. I mean, we didn't do terrible. Uh, well, Hembry that, that, had a, that had Friday the loss. Game Hembry was, had the loss on Friday, uh, so that was a little rough. Um, and to of course, come it, back to get Panda to uh, hit yeah, that ball. Yeah. Other than that, though, the bullpen was pretty solid. This yeah, week. I know, but that, that was just the one that really stuck out. Yeah, you yeah, know, because it's like it's like such a momentum shit. You know, you're on the road and you get that game one. Oh, and that comeback fashion. It looked like the oh, this ravaged flu lineup can't hit, and then boom, boom. Anyways, I mean that big yeah. fly. I had I had, I didn't think that was getting out, and it did. It was amazing. Yeah. The ball yeah. was flying out. Hmm. So Hembry has recently been getting comparisons to Mr. Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers. Now I think nice. I think that that's that's good because he's got the same hairstyle and he's got the beard going. But I actually think he looks a lot more like T.J. Miller. Yeah. T.J. Miller from Office Christmas Party sure. and uh, Silicon Valley, the yes. TV series. I am familiar. So I don't know. I mean, here's, you, here's know, you guys be the judge. Tell me what you think. Here's where your comparison loses steam. T.J. Miller doesn't have a TV show where he plays a baseball player. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's kind of the big thing. It's yeah. kind of the main thing. That's the biggest thing. It is. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, I mean, you'll just have to get past that, bro. <laughs> All right, you just have fine. to get past that. But, like, literally, it's done double for this guy. Doppelganger. Yes. Um, How about... I mean, it didn't take him long. Just right off the bat in that first game, the Paisan in left field, Andrew Benatendi, just like, you know, just just that bomb. He back-footed that, that. Oh, man, it was great to see. Not only that, but he's had a couple of shots that have gone barely foul that have just been rockets. Yeah. I don't. Is it just me, or did he put on a couple pounds of muscle in the offseason? He looks a little bigger to me this year. He's got the hair back. You know, he's oh, like Samson. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, he grows the hair back, the muscles get a little bigger. It's like, hmm, that's it. He looks good, man. He's, he's swinging a bat this year. I'm, I'm excited about him. And yeah. we, we kind of had him with the knee injury last year about, oh, what was that? It was the second half of last year, I think, where he had the knee injury. Was it right after the All-Star break? It was right before the All-Star break? Yeah. And that kind of like threw his, I think that threw his momentum off a little bit. But, yeah. yeah. Speaking of knee injuries, I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. is the most athletic guy out there in center field. <laughs> yeah. And then he has that old man stumble rounding second. As, as somebody weird. who is a veteran of a few old man stumbles, I can tell you, <laughs> that usually happens on like a staircase when I'm trying to, oh, oh only went uh, 10 inches on that 11-inch riser, and you duff it with the yeah. with the toe, and then you, hopefully you're at the landing at that point, and then you can just kind of duck and shoulder roll it like the, the, the fat man dismount. But, I mean, he he tries to r- regain his balance and ends up hyperextending his knee. Yep, yep. So just got word back and i think it might not be super conclusive until tomorrow but sounds like it's a sprained knee a sprained outer knee so i think he's going to be okay i think what they're deciding now is whether or not they're going to put him on the dl um dl him 
Especially now so. with that 10-day DL. Get that guy good as new. It's April. Don't have him, like, playing around with a nagging knee all year. Yeah. You know? I mean, because it's almost to the point with this team that I'm enjoying them better when they're, like, not at bat. When they're in the outfield, seeing these guys run down the balls. That ball he ran down in right center in Detroit was that, ridiculous. That was sick. I was like, that's he's the fast. right fielder's ball. He's fast, guys. And he's just like, Wow. <laughs> It's like, I mean, he's like, you know, if he runs from A to B, he's maybe not the fastest guy on the team, but he just gets an incredible jump. He knows where the ball's going. You know, he was talking to um, Garen Austin, I think, the following day about it, and he's just like, yeah, I just kind of don't look for it. I kind of had an idea of a vicinity where it was going. I just ran to that spot, and then I was able to pick it up. And then the sun got in, and then it came out of the sun. It was just like breaking it down. It was awesome. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, it's so, like yeah. outfielding 101. So I think we might have dodged a bullet. I mean, Big initially it looked really bad. Then he got up and it kind of looked okay. And then they said, oh, we're going to bring him in for an MRI, which is not something that you're particularly psyched about. Yeah. But, you know, it kind of stinks because he was doing so good early season, like making some great plays in the outfield. Like we've come to expect it's just almost ho-hum for him at this point. But, right. you know, he was swinging a good bat too, and that's that's kind of exactly what we were hoping for. Um so, yeah, hopefully he gets well soon and is back in the lineup in no time. Get well soon, JBJ. That's right. Throw. I mean, we got Scotty Selsky, Steve Selsky out there to play center. So go on the DL now while we get these guys. I like these guys towards the end of the roster, but unfortunately we're not going to be able to keep them all up. Like Once like Josh Rutledge gets healthy, for some reason we have this 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 loyalty for Josh Rutledge. He's been back with the team twice yeah. already. And, like, Marco Hernandez, I hey, love this guy. He's been swinging a good bat, and too. And he plays better defense. Thing. Yeah. And I saw him turn a couple DPs this week, so that's good. So the only reason is, like, he's he's got options. So he's going to be the guy that keeps getting demoted, which is sad to say. And then Selsky, boom, he doesn't play the middle infield. So he might be the guy that goes down. You know who was the other guy that was sick? This week that I forgot to mention, but he's been playing through it is Ben Attendee. They were saying that mm. that in yesterday's game he was actually throwing up in the middle of the game. I believe it. Yeah, in the sixth inning. So Oof. crazy. Ugh. Well, I mean that kid. You know, right when you think he can't gain your affinity anymore, he goes ahead and plays through the sickness. Yep, yep. you gotta love it. So yeah, we had uh, we had Chris Sale make his Sale! first. Red Sox start, and he did not disappoint. Seven innings, seven Ks, one walk, three hits, zero runs. Dude was filthy. Couldn't get the win. Couldn't get the win. Um, but but that, that was the awesome extra inning game that Sandy ended with the three-run blast. three-run blast. After 13 innings playing catcher, he walk, got to the walk-off home run. Into the monster seats. Yeah. The, the second three-run walk-off and extra innings home run that day. Pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I mean this guy. He just he just comes out of nowhere and yeah. steals your little Red Sox hot and just won't let go of it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's it, he did it last year and now he's going to do it this year and it's like, yep. I, I wonder if they'll if like he kind of wanes in the end like he did last year if, if they'll have the balls to play like Swihart coming up. But now maybe Swihart has to start taking reps at first base. A third base, you know, they're going to ruin that poor guy. But if he's got two catches that are better at catching ahead of him, yeah, it is one of those positions where 
you know, you, you'd like to go defense first. And how about them throwing out everybody? Yeah, yeah. In the early on. Yep. I mean, it didn't take long. Vasquez is like, oh, first guy, okay, a cannon. And that guy had an incredible jump. An incredible jump. And lays a show with a sick pick and tag. It was like I was like, that guy's going to get that standing. And then, nope, laser, laser. Yep. Boom. Yep. Sick. Yeah, I mean, everybody's on Javier Baez for him being that. But that pick by Pedroia and that tag, nobody's made a play at second base like that this year. Well, and it, makes me, it makes me actually think, you know, again, we had this situation come up last year where we had three catchers. Is that is that some point in the season if we're still sitting on three healthy catchers who are all legitimate starters in this league? Mm. Does it make sense to hang on to all three of them, or is there a need that we can address? And you know, it might come down to maybe getting a reliever. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Dim- the The problem is, is like if these guys aren't playing on a regular basis, then how do you know? The, yeah, like how, uh, people aren't going to give you top dollar, so you, you, they're going to lowball you on these guys that you think, hey, you have to get rid of anyway. Yep. So it's almost like I would rather just see you try him at different positions and get get his bat in there, you know? It's like, all right, so I, you're a DH now. But, uh. Okay, so I had asked you a trivia question earlier in the week. I'm going to let our fans get after it. We've only got a couple minutes left in the show. Okay. Who has the – which pitcher, which major league pitcher has the longest active win streak? Longest active win streak. And I'll give you a hint. It's obviously a Boston Red Sox pitcher because we are the Red Sox Rap 360 on here on After Buzz TV. Wow, that's interesting question. It is, it is. And it's not something that you it's not somebody who you would expect, but once I tell you, you're gonna think, Oh yeah, it makes sense. Should I save it for the end of the show or should I blurt out a guess right now? Yeah, I mean you can blurt it out unless Stephen you Steven Wright? It's not Steven Oh Wright. No, no. That's probably a good that's a good guess. But now that I brought him out, how about talking about that guy? Because you know, what you can kinda almost say coming in into everybody's season at this this uh, this juncture, everybody's reborn in March. Everybody's got a shot at the World Series. Everybody's going to go one sixty two and all that jazz. But the one thing, like even if you didn't watch a team, you could probably get by saying, "Well, I don't like the, like the back end of their rotation and their bullpen." And you can kind of say that about the Red Sox as well. When you look past the three studs, though, it's like you got Stephen Wright and Drew Pomerantz. Two guys that made the All Star team last yeah. year. Yep. It's like great problems to have. Yeah, we are. So it's like if that bullpen could just iron itself out, maybe get a Carson Smith or a Tyler Thornburg back. Oh, we could be looking good. This could yeah. be a when, really when is, nice year. You want to throw out a win total this year? What do you like? Oh, the yeah. Red Sox. We didn't do it yeah. last week. Oh, you didn't? No. Well, I, I know that uh, we're probably going to get 90 this year. 90? Yeah. I'm going to go with 92. 92? Okay. 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 I well, believe I guessed it on the start bean last the first year. week, but okay. I think I, I, I think I... 91 is what I guessed last year. And what did we get? I think we might have got 91. 91. Yeah. Actually, I think we might have got like 94. Um, Anyways. Yeah, and, and, and it's really not going to take... It's not going to take any more than 90 to win the AL East this year, I don't think. Um, it's not looking very solid. Yankees are not looking very great. Oh, that's great. Um, they, they beat uh, Baltimore today. but Oh, did they? Oh, great. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, AL East is not looking particularly tough this uh, this year. 93 they won last year. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get 93 this year. I told you 92. Yeah, 92? <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, once we get Price back in there, we get the three aces rolling. You know, we get that. Yeah, no problem. Okay. We're not going to okay. get... Mm, think we're gonna get less wins this year 
adding Chris Sale's not going to give us one extra win. I mean, I think you ha- you're going to have some regression from some of the other guys too. Okay. I don't know if Porcello is going to get as many wins as he did last okay. year, but no, probably not. You know, but. he led the league in run support, so. And what did he get, like 22 wins last year or something? So, obviously. Yeah, and, like, our lineup was, like, filthy last year. Okay. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Big we pump. got Steve Selsky. So, there's going to be no stopping us. Um, <clears throat> so, who else looked good this week? Well, I think Kimbrell looked great. Um, he had two saves. I think that makes, like, 31 straight. Great. Uh, great. I mean, today... He went in there with a three-run lead in the ninth, yep, and proceeds to put walk the first two guys. Yeah, he brings the tying run to the plate. I mean, my heart can't take that. Hey, thirty-one straight, given the opportunities, you know, he's pretty, he's been pretty solid. That save is the most overrated stat in the league. <laughs> so, so such a joke. You okay, got, you know. Okay, I know where you're you going know? with that, but well, I mean, I I just I. Yeah, I, I wish I shared your confidence. But when he comes in, I get nervous. My 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 stomach tightens up, and the, that's just it goes to show you how thin the closer market is out there. Yeah. Because that being said, the guy's probably the seventh best closer in the game. Yeah. You know. So. So last year was a bit of a down year for him, as we all know. Uh, you know, we signed this guy thinking he was going to be lights out closer for us, uh, and last year, not really. But I was reading an article that was talking about who's analyzing all the different aspects of, of his game, talking about how, how many pitches he's throwing at different kinds of pitches, you know, how fast his velocity is. Pretty much everything is pretty in line with what he's been doing throughout his career. You know, his fastball hasn't dipped too much in velocity. He's throwing the same mix of pitches. But he's they're walking more guys though. That's the thing. Yeah. So what so what they're thinking is that what he's trying to do is he's trying to throw his curveball with more curve because he's anticipating that people are going to hit that curveball, and so he's trying to throw it a little bit more outside the zone. And that's what that's what it's leading to. It's more walks. You'll see a little bit more inconsistency in terms of throwing strikes. So what, what we're saying is, is what we want to do is we want to see Kimbrell throw his curveballs somewhere in the middle. Not so much that it's 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 easy to predict or easy to hit, but not so much that he's throwing it way outside the strike zone. Right. So ho- hopefully he'll make that adjustment at some point uh, during this season. Well, I mean, isn't he a guy that had such good fastball command in the past that he got ahead with this fastball? So then when he came with that filthy off-speed stuff, he could throw it out of the zone, and because guys were ahead of the count, they had to dive after it. Now they're ahead of the count, they can just let it go. Yeah. So, mm. so I look, I don't so think... So pitch ahead, kids. Yeah. Pitch ahead in the count. I don't think there's like a mechanical thing there that's that's really needs to be worked out, or or even that he's, you know, past his prime or anything like that. I think it's just some minor adjustments, and I think he'll be there. Mm. You know, and Waddle couldn't get the win the other night. It was kind of spoiled his 24th birthday. I do want to give a congratulations out there to uh, Red Sox legend uh, Bobby Doerr, who on Friday, this past Friday, turned 99. Yeah. Woo! Yep. Best second baseman in Red Sox history. And uh, still kicking. Yep. You know, probably could still pick it and turn it. Did somebody say that, I think I read a stat that said he was the he's the oldest living Red Sox. Hall of Famer. Oh, uh yeah, it could be. Yeah, likely. Yeah, likely. Because I mean, ever since Johnny Pesky passed, he's he's been the oldest living Red Sox. Yep. And, uh, 
Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Talking about stars, we've got a couple extra minutes. Please, please. Does the MLB have a star problem? This was an article that ESPN posted. They, they do a MLB superstar survey where they're surveying some, some group of people, and they talk about America's top 50 favorite pros. Um, yeah, like three were baseball players or something? Or? None in the top 50 were oh, baseball players. Not they weren't one. current, right? So, so one of them was, was Derek Jeter. Jeter. Yeah. The other one was Tim Tebow. Who, hey, first, you see his first minor league at bat, he hit a, he hit a home run. Good Bo. for him. Uh, Bo Jackson, which, uh, okay. <laughs> Pete, Pete Rose was in there. Wow. The first baseball player was number 51. And Mike Trout? No, it wasn't Mike Trout. And actually, Mike Trout, they were, talk, they were talking to his agent about how Mike Trout, he is so young in his career, and he never really leaves L.A. He's not really... You know, a very uh, I mean, he's super marketable because he's like the all-around guy. But yeah. I think just like outside of L.A., the other thing is he's on the Angels and they don't ever win. So. Right? There's that. So number fifty-one is Anthony Rizzo. Wow. Yeah. See what happens, man. When yeah. you when you uh, win it all, you know, yeah. you, get, you get to be on Saturday Night Live and Dancing with the Stars and top fifty-one and whatever list that is. Yeah. You just mentioned. Yeah, it was like ESPN Sports Poll. They do. They're the lucre on trends. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because you got that stuff going on in the NFL now, where you know the powers that be are kind of kind of scale back on the the celebration penalties, or so yeah. they say, you know, and let these guys be exuberant. And, you know, that's what the fans have been screaming for. They want to see that. And baseball is kind of like that, you know. With show them you've been there before, like been there, done that, and too cool for school, yep. and just like. But, you know, with the influence of Latin plays, and you saw it a lot in the WPC about how into it they are. Oh, yeah. That, you know, there's probably going to be a push for, like, the younger generation of baseball fans, which Commissioner Manfred is dying to not lose, Mm -hmm. of, you know, seeing, like, more of that stuff, you know, more outrageous Joey Bat-Bat flips and stuff like that. And, you know, I guess I'm all for it, especially if it, you know, results in some other dude knocking him out the following (laughs) season. (laughs) There you go. Oh, man, I tell you. Well, I don't know if any of our uh, loyal listeners of the Red Sox Rap 360 on AfterBuzz TV are fans of data analytics or data architecture, but I actually found on Fangraphs.com that they posted an ad. The Boston Red Sox are looking for a new baseball data architect. So if you guys are looking for a job... Whoa! I mean, I have a job, and I don't live in Boston. Man. I don't know if I can work remote on that. But Ooh, you but, just let the cat out of the bag that we're yeah. not in Boston. But yeah, that's a cool job. That would be cool. <laughs> I, I wonder skyline. what they're trying to do over the there. That they that maybe they lost one of their data architects, or maybe they're trying to spin up something else. I don't know. Data architects, interesting. Yeah. So yep. that's just like a stat rat. You just put like lists together or something. I think so. And also, they try to what they try to do is pull different databases together and see how all these things link together and try to get some insight out of correlating all this data so yeah it's pretty advanced stuff the bill um, james effect there's some there's some really cool stuff at work there so yeah and i know boston red sox they were like one of the first teams to kind of embrace that uh, that whole data analytics thing i know oakland a's were all about it too so and now we'll get to see how it works in the nfl as the cleveland browns are now kind of uh, that's right taking over that paul d podesta baseball guy getting over there and kind of doing that and they have a bunch of picks in the first like three rounds so i'm i'm strangely intrigued to see how that actually works out uh over there yeah you know browns they're not going to be one in 15 this year 
So we had uh, we had opening day. We had some shenanigans on opening day. Oh yeah. Brady in the uh, jersey, yeah, awesome, crazy. I mean, to, like totally staged. You know, Gronk like snagging it and then him tackling it. Yeah. But still, Belichick is watching that. If he's watching that, it's just like, what are you doing, <laughs> Tom? You should know better than that. And you know? Gronk, didn't you just yeah. get off back surgery? What are you doing, bro? <laughs> and he's wrestling. Yeah, and, like, he's on the WrestleMania. He's doing the thing. Like, uh, okay, so if there's anybody who gets away with consistently doing things that other play- players can't get away with it's Gronk yeah I don't know how he's able to do that and nobody criticizes him but he's able to do it because on the football side he does his stuff he does he's his an stuff right in the weight room and he's yeah. just like all about his rehab he's in, he says he's going to be ready for day one of training camp he's like four months into his rehab now everything's going good yeah um so let's look ahead to this this week real quick so we got two with Baltimore oddly enough we got the makeup game with Pittsburgh and then who we then uh we go on the road again is that true uh, to where is my schedule? Oh, sorry about that. I don't know. My schedule's not pulling up. Um, but two odd with uh, Baltimore. So we got sale going tomorrow. Finish up the Detroit se- Detroit series. That's got to be a win. If you can split with Baltimore, take that Pittsburgh game. Maybe get a five and two week together. Mm, that'd be great. Wouldn't it be great? That would be great. You know, especially after a winning week this week, they eked it out three and two. So two with the Orioles at home, and then we stay in the friendly confines of Fenway for three with the Ray. Oh, another odd wraparound series. That one being on Patriots Day. So that that that's why that one is. That's that's a four game set with the Rays, mm. with the Patriots Day being the only AM start in all of baseball all year. That's a great one too. Uh, get a few beers too, and nobody should be uh, nobody should be going to work that day. You know, speaking of beers at Fenway, they just ran a. Now this is straight from this is a fact, guys. This is real investigative work that I did to get you this information. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Wow. Okay, at hotdog.org did a tournament to see who had the best hot dog out of all the MLB parks. Hands down, Fenway Frank. The Fenway Frank. Boom! Came out the winner. Of course. So if that's not a reason to go skip work or take the holiday off and go to Fenway, get yourself a beer and a Fenway Frank, I don't know what is. For reals. For reals. I mean, it's official. Can you uh, tell the fine people um, the answer to your trivia question? Yeah, of course. Thank you for reminding me. I was totally going to sign off without telling you. No problem. Joe Kelly. He is 13 and 0 since August 1st, 2015. Interesting. Yep. Yes, Joe. Well, we're all hoping he emerges as that eighth inning guy, but we'll see if he does that. Um, so we got like maybe about a minute left. Is there anything you wanted to get out before we uh, get out of Dunch? I got nothing. I think yeah. that was all for me. Who's going to come back with the Bengals this week? Xander Bogots. Which flu victim? Is going to come back and just start raking right off the top. Yeah, I see Xander coming back. I don't. I didn't know he if he came out with the flu, but he'll he come just, off the Reedman. He'll yeah. be he'll be ready to go for sure. Mookie um, Betts, Mookie Betts, and Mookie. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Stud. Yeah, he's a stud. <sighs> yeah. Get bowling, kids. You too have wrists that can hit thirty bombs in the majors. If you just get bowling big balls. Um. All right. I think that's great. Gang, thanks for joining us. For another edition of Red Sox Rap 360 for Ben Fay, 
I am Mike Conley. Thanks for dropping in with us, gang. Go Sox! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.